We don't want police to come here and arrest innocent members of the community. We are bringing this police here to defend this community. We are bringing these officers here to arrest criminals. Officers, we are here to work with this community. We are here to protect them. We are here to arrest the drug lords. We are here to arrest the murderers. We are here to arrest the thieves. We are here to arrest the rapists. But please protect the community. We were standing here and we said we reinforce this community. We reinforce our officers here to defend you, to patrol the streets, to make sure that they displace and arrest all the drug lords. Officers, you go and knock and get us all wanted criminals. We've got top 20 list now. It will be given to you that list. And that list simply say to you, you go firstly and knock at the door. If nobody opens, please kick the door. We want these criminals that are linked to murder. Some of them more than one, more than two, more than three murders. Drug lords, you go and knock at their door, if not open and kick the door. And we want them. It is on the score communities that we have created a special team of 143 officers to work here to stabilize the situation. We brought them here. When you count them, you find that they are 133 because we are not going to show 10 of them. 10 of them will live amongst you. 10 of them will live with you. Theirs is to collect information to tell us who are the criminals amongst ourselves and supply the information so that we act on that. There shall be no space of criminals in this community anymore. And that was uh, Minister of Police Peggy Kele speaking in Westbury earlier on. And uh, we are trying to uh, get hold of Minister Kele or perhaps even the National Police Commissioner uh, just to probe uh, a bit more about uh, the developments there this morning. Meanwhile, a total shutdown of the so-called coloured areas in Johannesburg is on the cards. Now, locals claim that government has neglected these areas in terms of providing economic opportunities amongst others. And one organiser of the shutdown, Anthony Williams, joins us on the line now for more details. Anthony, thanks so much for speaking to us this afternoon. Good afternoon. Good afternoon to the listeners. So just for purposes of clarity, um, why and how did this idea of the shutdown come about? Well, we've been uh, trying for a very long time to get the attention of this government particularly at, uh, at the provincial level, but equally also at the uh, at the national level, but there, there is just a, uh, there is just a, a, a you know a a, um, a constant um, re- rejection 
of the voices of the people on, on the ground. We've, for, for argument's sake, last year we have given uh, the the, um, the premier David Makura. We gave him a letter inviting him to come down to El Rado Park, where all the different communities from the so-called coloured areas would be would be coming, so that he could address the issues, you know, of the what we called the socio-economic exclusion. And I'll give you one one example of what we're talking about. That in Houteng, we've got seven economic hubs. Not one of these economic hubs is in any of our community. You know, there's a Sepo uh, One Million project. Not, that Sepo One Million project has never found its way into our communities. So we are saying, when we look at this, we can see, there, see there's a very clear orchestrated plan to keep us on the periphery and to keep us as mere onlookers, you know, socially, socially and economically. What you see in, El- in Westbury, what you see in El Rado Park, what you see in places like Riverley and these other places is uh, an expression of a social um, 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 implosion where government has just decided that they are not going to listen to this group of people of, uh, because of political, uh, you know, because of political decisions that they have made. So we are saying that if this is how you respond to legitimate citizens of this province, then this uh, law-abiding citizens will now take, um, you know, their own power back. And we will come for David Makura, and we will come for Sil Ramaphosa, and we are going to make it abundantly clear that no more will you keep us excluded and outside of any economic opportunities. That's what is at the heart. Of, of, of what the, the protests, the total shutdown in the so-called talent communities are tomorrow. So when you say that you will come for uh, Cyril Ramaphosa, you will come for David Makura, what do you mean by that? What we are saying is what you are going to see happen tomorrow, it doesn't matter what form it takes, it doesn't matter how big it is, it doesn't matter how small it is. What we are saying is there's a sustained program that we are going to, from this point onwards, we are going to sustain the onslaught against a callous, which means a heartless state which has absolutely no regard for our community, both in Gauteng and all uh, and across the, the the country, that's what you see. What's happening in Mitchell's Plain? Uh, we are in solidarity, and the Mitchell's Plain community and the entire community of the Western Cape is in solidarity with what you are seeing here. It's going to be a sustained project. We are coming for them because they have decided not to listen to the community um, um, of, uh, of of Gauteng, but also equally for the community uh, across the country. Um, there was a, a community uh, representative, one of the leaders from Westbury, on uh, one of our uh, sister platforms here at the SABC earlier on, and he indicated that as Westbury, they were not a part of this uh, total shutdown. So explain to us who will be participating and exactly what the shutdown will entail. Well, we are sitting in a meeting currently, as you as you called me, so the people of Westbury are here. I mean, in every community, as you can imagine, there's no two uh, voices that's all going to be, uh, be the same. You know, not everybody is going to agree with everything that we say or that I say, um, but, but it doesn't mean that there's not, there are not real issues and that people are not fed up on the ground and they don't want to respond to the current crisis that we find ourselves in there, you know, within, the, within the Westbury and within 
El Rado Park and all the other the so-called colored communities. These are real issues. It, it doesn't matter whether uh, some of the people don't agree with us. We respect them. It's their democratic right not to agree with us. But we are saying that we are very clear that people in this community is fed up. What we are seeing here, and we respect the, what uh, the minister has, has said and what the minister is currently doing, introducing uh, those cops here. But this would not have been happening if we did not take to the streets. This wouldn't have been happening if we didn't rise up, you know. And how many times did we ri rise up? And nobody said nothing. So what we are saying to the minister uh, and, to, and, and to the state, in particular the state president, that we, we, we appreciate, because you have got to appreciate that something is being done right now in terms of safety and security. But we are saying that that is not the sum total of what is happening and what is wrong within our communities. So we must respect those voices that are the, the descending voices and different to ours, but there is a very clear uh, plan that this government, this state, has uh, consciously put uh, the so-called colored people outside. I will give you one more example. The president has recently announced an advisory team on land. None of those members on the 10-member the, the team is from our community. We, as the, the, as the indigenous First Nation people, and that's the reason why we refer to ourselves as so-called colors, because it's a colonial-imposed identity. As indigenous First Nation children, this land belongs to our forefathers. But you are going to have a panel of, the, uh, a panel of advisors that's going to advise you on the land, and not one of those panelists are from the uh, community of the indigenous First Nation. That clearly shows you that President uh, Cyril Ramaphosa has got absolutely no plan, you know, to include for inclusion of every uh, nation, uh, you know, within this country. We cannot allow that to, to, to go uncontested. And this is what this is about, because the shutdown is starting in Gauteng. It's going to culminate into a national project. And that's what we, when, what we say when we mean that we are coming for the president and uh, what we are saying to the president, we are going to hold him accountable. Okay. He is not accountable. We want him to account to our community specifically. So uh, just, uh, Mr. Williams, what will tomorrow's shutdown entail? And I appreciate you saying that you appreciate uh, other people's right to differ, to disagree with you. So what Absolutely. will tomorrow's uh, shutdown entail? And um, what will that mean for those who hold a different view? Well, it's just uh, the communities will be on lockdown until such time that we get this, that we get the state to do the things that they were supposed to do. They must. That's what they must do. What do you we, mean we on lockdown? A lockdown, no going out, no coming in. It's as simple as that. That's what the communities must uh, must be on. It must be a total lockdown so that nobody can go in and go out, so that we can begin to uh, we can get the full attention not only of the provincial government, but we particularly we are targeting the state president who has shown that he's got absolutely no regard for our community when he when he announced ministers when he came into the presidency he announced ministers not one of the ministers he announced came from the so-called colored community. That is a clear plan okay. that the man has got absolutely no plan to, to include us in, in, in his project. Oh, right. So you, you have indicated that you will address that with the president, you will address that with the Premier of Gauteng, but with regard to people's right to go to work tomorrow, you talk about socioeconomic exclusion, and you're absolutely right. The unemployment levels um, are 
unacceptably high. But are you not placing people at risk, uh, further risk of, you know, joining those uh, statistics by not allowing them to exercise their right to go to work if they so choose? So, you know, the, 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 the long and the short is an injury to one is an injury to all. And this is what we are saying that when we lock the place down, there will be nobody that will be going out. This is, uh, and, and it is, uh, and you, you correct, that it's an induce, you know, uh, we are inducing them to sit back and to, to support it, right? Uh, because if, uh, and this is where, we, where, we, where I come from, I come from, from an era where people like Jason Duarte and myself, we come from the same uh, branch, you know, in Ravali. But, uh, but, but nothing has been happening for our community. So from that particular era, we've always said that if you injure one, you injure all. There's no way that you can, that you can, uh, uh, you can behave as if you are not part of the collective. If our children, the majority of the children in this, uh, in Westbury, in El Dorado Park and in our communities are not getting any economic opportunities, not even uh, educational opportunities. You can't be expecting to go and have fun while the majority of the people are, are, are subjugated uh, and, and, and they are in prison and they are relegated to the periphery and then you want to have fun because you've got an, uh, you've got an employment opportunity. We are but how is that, that having if you, fun? If you hurt me, It, it you is hurt not having fun. You are going to work because you are fortunate enough to have a job in a very tough economy. And, and, we, and, we, are, and we are calling upon their patients. We are calling upon those people who've got the right to exercise that, uh, their right to go to work. We are calling on them in for solidarity so that we can get this thing right. We are not going to get it right if we are not doing this in solidarity. That's all we are saying. We are cannot, I can't come here. I will not touch my, uh, uh, raise my hand to anybody that, uh, that's going to go past me tomorrow morning uh, and, and, and is going to go to work. I will get Oh, I ah, we lost um, Sir Anthony Williams there because I wanted to hear what he was going to say about uh, people going past him, those who choose to go to work. What what are they going to do? Uh, going to stop them? Stop them how? And, you know, how is that not infringing on their rights? But anyway, we've lost him there. And that was uh, one of the leaders of the planned shutdown in so-called colored areas tomorrow. Total shutdown is what they are calling it. And lastly, uh, Parliament's Police Committee Chairperson uh, Francois Bierkman says that they intend on convening special meetings with communities plagued by gangsterism. And he joins us on the line now. Mr. Bierkman, good to speak to you again. Good afternoon, good afternoon to the SAFM listeners. So I'm just looking at a message here from Wilmarie Pakir who says, Sakina, uh, will the special uh, police force uh, come to the Western Cape as well? How long have the people from the Cape Flats been crying for help? That's a tweet that I'm just reading coming through now. So perhaps that's a place to start uh, because uh, you, uh, Mr. Bierkman, will be convening a special meetings with communities. So what form will these special meetings take and which communities uh, uh, will they be happening in? Yes, we yesterday received at Parliament a petition from the United Front, uh, a group uh, that was formed specifically focusing on certain areas that is currently um, under gang violence and also a lot of gun violence. And we met with them yesterday afternoon for an hour and a half. And 
out of that meeting, we decided to invite uh, community leaders from four provinces where there's currently um, protests with regard to service delivery, especially focusing on the police. And we believe to have a meeting with them, but also inviting them the National Police Management also the Civilian Secretariat of Police and the Independent Police Investigative Directorate to look at all the concerns that's been currently ventilated. We believe it is very serious issues that's put on the table, complaints about uh, possible police corruption in certain precincts. We've also seen complaints about uh, not uh, enough resources being allocated to certain areas. And we also welcome the outreach by the Minister of Police um, that we've seen in the last few days to those violence-stricken communities and also the commitment to increase resources and special deployments to deal with the immediate concerns of communities. But how far can that realistically go, Mr. Bierkman? Because um, as the tweet that I've just read to you, you know, uh, pleads, you know, when is this coming to the Cape Flats? We've been crying for help for a long time. They've not had, uh, you know, uh, a a team like this launched uh, to look after those communities in the Western Cape. So what sort of support would you in your capacity from Parliament's side be able to give to the police in order for them to effectively uh, fight crime and come to the aid of these communities? Well, it's quite important to note that, uh, you know, one shouldn't look only at short-term solutions. I mean, in terms of the deployment of the TRT, there is a few units available in the Western Cape, in the Cape Metro. So that is not correct to say that the TRT hasn't been deployed. But we believe there should be... um, a realistic approach. You should ensure that there's the rollout of the operational command centers where the police and the intelligence services work together, but also the strengthening of crime intelligence capability in those areas is critical because you can't have a situation where gang bosses decide what is the quality of life of inhabitants. And then furthermore, one of the issues that was raised yesterday in the discussion, there's a lot of complaints about the current uh, deployment of cluster station commanders, and we believe that uh, the police management should really evaluate and redeploy or rotate if there's problems, because we need capable commanders that can lead in those specific areas. And then a lot of the issues relates to narcotics, illegal narcotics, and firearms. And the Hawks has been instrumental in setting up two units, but we believe they must step up now those efforts because a lot of the issues regarding narcotics and illegal firearms is also part of the current situation on the ground. I mean, there should be strong collaboration between the police, intelligence, and the NPA. Uh, yesterday we heard a lot of people are being arrested by the police, but a week later they're out on the street. So we also need those um, relations between the law enforcement agents to be strengthened, and then also confidence and trust-building programs between the community and the police, because there's a lot of... Uh, I think, uncertainty from certain sectors in the community about the role of the police, and we need to restore that. Mm, not uncertainty. I, I think it's plain mistrust. Uh, there's a huge trust deficit between communities and the police because they feel that they are not being taken seriously. Uh, communities, and as we speak, the messages come through where they tell you, we have given the names, we've provided the information, the evidence, pictures, we've compiled dossiers, and nothing seems Seems to happen, and therefore the community, uh, seemingly as we've seen over the past couple of days around uh, Gauteng here, uh, people communities have taken the fight into their own hands. You know, what do you, as a com- uh, police com- committee, make of such actions? Then, 
I agree with you. The trust deficit in certain communities must be addressed. And I mean, we were also supplied yesterday of complaints with regard to corrupt elements within SAPS. But from the police committee, our message is very clear. There is an institution in the Constitution, the Independent Police Investigative Directorate. They are able and capable to investigate complaints with regard to misconduct and crime committed by members of SAPS. So if members of the community do not come right in their own station or cluster, go directly to IPAC and give those details so it can be investigated. We have also seen in recent weeks arrests by the hawks of corrupt policemen and women around the country. So they, I think there's a concerted effort also from the police management, but it should be stepped up and with um, community members must really use those institutions that are available to um, direct their complaints. We'll leave it there. Thanks so much for your time, uh, Mr. Francho Bierkman, who is the chairperson of Parliament's Police Committee.